0: Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It's Kara here from She's the Owner podcast, and we are um, on episode eight and with me I have Nicole Ketchum and she is the owner of Hey Girl Decor. Um hey Nicole, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Hi, Kara. Thank you. Um, so we just kind of start with getting to know you a little bit better. Um, Nicole and I connected through the female founder collective. Um I I'm lucky. I mean, basically I put out a um an email to see how many, you know, if there's any women who wanted to jump on the podcast and, and talk about feminine and masculine energy and Tony Robbins and business and all that kind of fun stuff and there was a huge response and so um, I'm really lucky that I, I get to talk to all these women so thank you again for coming on the show. Um, so tell us a bit about your company um, I did look at the site but uh, you know obviously I'd like to hear it from the owner themselves so tell, tell us a bit about the company how you ended up doing it and then uh, we'll, we'll take it from there.
1: So the name of the company is Hey Girl Decor, which I just rebranded in the last year. It used to be Chandelier by NK, which are my initials. And that really wasn't working for me anymore. Uh, when I first founded the company, I really did it for myself. Um, there was no decor out there in the market that didn't require uh, lights. And that was fun. And I was ideally looking for a Halloween chandelier. And there was nothing, nothing existing, so I decided to make a Raven and Moon chandelier, which I'm not selling currently, but that got me started, and I started to think that maybe there would be a market for this type of product that I found out the hard way didn't exist. So I took my idea and made some prototypes and uh, threw together a website and crossed my fingers. Yeah. which is typical of
0: how it goes (laughs)
2: um
0: so so i mean we won't get too too deep into it but i'm curious just because i love design stuff and decor stuff but so is it are they like is it a one-time use kind of thing that you purchase for an event or a bedroom or whatever or um like what are they made of acrylic i guess
1: yeah so basically um they're reusable decor so you can use it for for you know, a, a kid's party and then put it in their bedroom. Or you can use it over your bar cart or your bedroom and then throw it outside when it's warm and the summer is, is happening because acrylic can, um, does really well with high and low temperatures. So it's a pretty flexible medium.
0: Nice. Yeah. They're very, they're yeah. gorgeous. They're so cute. Um, thank you. So what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were little and thinking this is what I'm going to do forever? when I'm older? What was that thing?
1: Well, there were two pathways that I gravitated towards. And the first one was writing. And the second one was, my father had built me a fort, I don't know, when I was eight or nine in between two trees. And then he helped make furniture for it with me. And I threw in some rug scraps, created a rock garden, and I (laughs) I realized now that I was interested in design, but I didn't really know what that was. I just gravitated toward uh, decor, design, um, making, I mean, I hate saying making things pretty, but. Um,
0: that's what you did. Together. There you go. Yeah. Nothing wrong with making things pretty. I, that's, an, that's a good way to describe it. That's cool that yeah. you ended up doing something that you wanted to do when you were small, because that often isn't the case, right? Like a lot of times, well, I mean, some people, you know, I wanted to be a clown when I was seven and maybe you're kind of a clown now, but not, you know, it's not your job. That's awesome. Um, so when did you right. realize you wanted to be an entrepreneur and go into business for yourself, or was it just sort of an evolution of things or were you like one day you're done, you're going into business? Tell me about that. Um,
1: well, it was really an evolution because I didn't really have anyone guiding me when I was young. So I I did go to school. Um, I went to Syracuse university for writing, creative writing. I thought I was going to be the writer. And um, when I got out, there was a recession, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I had to answer phones and, you know, do everything like that. And I wasn't even doing any writing and I kind of fell into marketing and graphic design, realized I had an affinity toward both, which makes sense. Writing is kind of, you know, broad and, then you know, for a graphic design was great for a while, and then I realized I was bored and unhappy. And um, I used to just fantasize all the time about being a, about an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what I was fantasizing about. Just that I don't have the personality. Um, I, I'm a I'm well. Let me preface that I'm a great entrepreneur, and I am a team player. But I just didn't want to play the game um, for other people. Yep. So I relate to I that struggled. totally. <laughs> Yeah. I struggled for a really long time. And then I was laid off in 2008 and I was like, I'm going to do it. So I started a freelance graphic design uh, firm and, you know, that was great for a while. But again, I got bored. I couldn't deal with all the personalities that come with that. And the work wasn't really gratifying. And it was just one of those things where I had this idea. I, I woke up basically with this bolt of lightning idea for this chandelier. And then my husband is also a designer and he kind of guided me to what's currently now. Right. But it was a long route. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really long.
0: It usually is. So do you guys work together now?
1: Oh, I wish. No, we don't. I mean, he helps me design my, my files and um, stuff like that, but he's doing his own thing.
2: Mm.
0: Very cool. I have a con. My first company is a content writing company. Actually, which interesting that you're saying writer. It's called the Content Company, and um, oh. I started that six years ago with. He's now my ex husband, <laughs> not because of the business though, um, <laughs> but I I would say like I've even from when I was in my early twenties I knew. I was different. I knew I didn't want to go a traditional route, but entrepreneurship in like 23 years ago was what you did when you were screwed up and you couldn't do anything else. That's what people thought. Now it's Thanks. cool. Like now it's cool as shit to be an entrepreneur. Gary V's like always, you know, it's, it's cool now, but it wasn't. Yep. Yeah. And it's, and there's a lot, I mean, I've been in business one form or another for the, like 20 years, but it's, it is tough. And it, it's the Mm -hmm. hardest part I think is when you self, we have to self police, right? And that's because it's easy to, especially if you're working from home, right? I mean, there's a lot of times there's things, other things that could be doing, you could be doing dishes or whatever, and just having the discipline to like, get back to the, you know, desk and do what you need to do. Um, So what was the scariest thing for you when you started your company? Well,
1: I would say that I didn't, I wasn't sure anyone would like my idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was very—I took it very personally. I mean, I'm still working through that right now, um, and so I was afraid. And uh, I think that's normal for anybody in a creative field when they put their heart and soul into something and then they push it out into the world. You know, for there's sure. a good chance I was going to be rejected, and um, I didn't know how to deal with that. But luckily. <laughs> I hadn't, so, so worked you,
0: out. When you say working through that, still, what are you? How how are you, like? What are some tools that you're using to work through the self doubt or this or just the, you know? I guess really just the self doubt that creeps up. Do you have any um, go tos that you practice? Do you have coaches? T- talk a little bit about that. I do have
1: some coaches. I. I'm really searching for a mastermind currently, but I would say the one thing that I've been doing since my twenties and I'm in my forties now is I consistently turn to books um, that are all about manifesting Mm. and um, just the tinker tinker tape in your head. And um, a lot of it now is second nature. And sometimes when the self doubt creeps in, it creeps in and then hits me over the head. And then I have to take a step back. Um, and the only way I get up is by just going through it. And that's that's what I tell myself. And I will take a break and read some books or look at some videos or watch an inspiring movie or basically put my headphones on and listen to music that's super positive. And then that, I usually work through it. Yep. And that's been helpful a lot. And I think so, that's... Imp- I'm, I'm really the only complainer here is me. Right. <laughs> so and
0: and yeah. i think that's important cuz there's you know i'm in, i'm in my 40s too but there's a lot of young women that are just starting out and i think it's important to talk about the fact that it's never um it's never a straight line to where you're going so there's always going to be curves i have curves every single day and yeah. but the difference between a person who like you say gets back up and i would call that a high achiever i mean there's What I've noticed over the last little while, especially since I've started this whole second company, is that the people that will be successful, well, we have doubt. I have self-doubt regularly, Mm -hmm. but it's the ability and the training and the muscle building, if you will, that makes me just keep going anyway. Like I'll hear it and I'll be like, hey, you shut the F up. I don't need to hear you right now, little mind. And I actually, my business yeah. coach, she put, she made me put on um, um, my desk. It says, uh, thank you, little mind. You served me well. Now GTFO, I got this. Because, <laughs> if, right? Like admitting to myself that, I, like, if I'm trying to fake it and say like, oh, I never have moments of self, I'm full of shit. And I'm not serving anybody with that conversation. Mm-hmm, so correct. the difference is that people that are high achievers like yourself, like me, like a lot of the women that we both probably know is that we hear it. We just don't let that shit keep us down because, and the the reality of it is there's no one else who's going to pick you up. You're the one who has to put the earphones in your ear. I'm the one who has to listen to a Tony Robbins podcast or a Byron Katie podcast or a Jim Rohn podcast. Whoa. Like there's still that decision you and I make between letting it win and letting us win. And there's literally no one else who's going to do it for you. And I think it's beautiful that you have a lot of like, and I actually do a lot of the same thing. Music is big for me. If I'm feeling Uh shitty, I will put my ear ear earplugs in and I will just like zone out and get back, get myself back into that zone. Um, So yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's it's, and I think it's really important that we let the younger generation of business owners get that. No one's coming to put those earphones in your ears. (laughs) you have to do it
1: um no and nothing you know um not anything comes you know you have to work hard mm-hmm. um and, and for a long time ambiguous. yeah but it's 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 a marathon um, and it's disciplined and i i also use that to manifest my daughter because i had 7 years of infertility and that was wow. a blog of your body is not cooperating and you're a loser. Like that was the ticker tape in my right. head. And, um, you know, it there were some times where i was like, I fuck this. I can't do it anymore. Excuse my language. And oh, I know, welcome
0: F bombs. Don't you worry. Go ahead.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she came when, you know, when she was ready. And it was seven really long years. And so I've applied that to entrepreneurship. Right. And, um, Yeah. The young women just, this is what I keep asking myself. And uh, I've asked myself this question for a long time. It's like when I'm on my deathbed, like what am I going to regret? And I don't regret a single thing right now. So if I die tomorrow, I'd be fine.
0: That's a great, Um, like they always talk about FOMO, but I have like a fear of of regret. That's what pushes me. So (laughs) if I sit here right now and I don't do the thing, when I'm old and I'm looking back, am I going to be proud of myself for not doing the thing? Or am I going to be pissed that I didn't do the thing? Like that, that pushes me hard because there's days like, I don't want to do the thing, but right. I got to do the thing. And so I, I always, I do a little self check-in like that as well. Like, you know, um, am, I going to be, am I going to be mad at myself for not taking this chance? And if the mm-hmm. answer is, Yeah then I better get my ass up and do whatever it needs to be, you know, that I need to do. Um, yeah. And, yeah, go yeah. Go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. Tell me more. If you've got stuff to saying, say, you go.
1: Yeah. I was going to say for young women to be kind to yourself. Cause if, if you can't get up that particular day, it is okay. Uh, you can get up tomorrow, mm-hmm. but you have to get up and um, you have to be kind to yourself. This, the worst thing and the best thing about our world right now is social media. And, um, if you are building a company or starting with an idea pull back and just become really myopic with yourself and don't peek up over the curtains until that's you're right. ready and
0: yeah and that's that's good advice too i think i mean i'm sure you and i get caught up in it too like i'm i look at other people and i'm like oh man i'm not hustling hard enough and i'm not this hard enough and then i just have to kind of give my head a shake and be like listen first of all that's bullshit most instagram accounts that look that way are artificial they're not real and a lot of yeah and a lot of influencers are finally coming out with like their hair like a rat's nest and being like this is how I feel today and not this perfect image but I think you know it's important that we take breaks and it's important that we we do recognize but then also remembering you like you said you still have to get up like it can't turn you can't turn one day into four months um Mm -hmm. because it's hard like and then we'll tell ourselves stories about why it's okay to, to not, but if you want to get things done, you, you got to work at it. And it's not, I mean, it takes time when you say, I mean, people yeah. we have this idea that it's overnight success. Well, overnight was six years, you know, that's not overnight or 20 years. Yeah. Nobody know, sees all the shit that we put up with to get here, but. I know. I know
1: it's really like, and you don't want that overnight success. I had mm-hmm. a really powerful business mentor say, Nicole, build your company slow because if you become overnight, everything changes and it's not always good. Right. Um, so yeah, it's not sustainable
0: right? for your mental health either. Right. Like, cause right. you want, you know, especially yeah. in your, what you're doing, your, your integrity is probably the top of your list on what you're producing. So, it, you know, if you, if you're, in a flash all of a sudden overnight, it's not your the quality suffers. That's how it is in in my writing company. I can't I don't want, you know, tens of thousands of pieces of content going through my shop right away. Cause right. I can't control the quality on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so um that's interesting. So what are what's been the greatest lesson so far in your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Mm. Um for me it, it was proving to myself that I was valuable and that I could do it. Um, I had a rough time probably because I was always picking the wrong jobs or just so I had a lot of really horrid people around me telling me that I couldn't do anything. Mm. Um, not to my face, but just in, you know, my work or like whatever um, I reviews. So it wasn't that I wasn't a hard worker. It was, it just was the wrong thing. So by doing this, basically inventing a product out of thin air that didn't exist, I took that to mean I was valuable. And mm. then I started working backwards then on on my confidence and um realizing that didn't that didn't have to occur to, to, to make me valuable, but that was the biggest lesson as an entrepreneur so far for mm. me. And just the tenacity, keep going, keep going.
0: <laughs> you got you have to have that tenacity. It's uh and it can be hard sometimes for sure. Um so mm-hmm. what does feminine and masculine energy mean to you? I mean some some of my guests or one in particular um Jasmine she's I loved how she put it. She calls it a hunter and gatherer. So hunter is when you're in your masculine. Gatherer will be when you're in your feminine. Um obviously we all have both. We need to balance them all both. Um but one tends to take over more than another mine was masculine was definitely taking over my feminine energy and it was uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. but what, what would, what do you sort of define those, those two energies as?
1: Hmm. Um, I don't have a balance with them yet it, for all intents and purposes. My company is very girly, so it's very feminine. Um, but my, the way I run my household or how I take care of my daughter and then even how I approach my husband, um, can be on the masculine side. So, um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, it's a good Um, thing you found us. (laughs) So are we. I I know. I know. I think for me, it's like compartmentalizing and, um, that's masculine for sure. Yep. And that's how I can be an entrepreneur and then raise a five-year-old and, hear myself think and make dinner. Right. Um But it's not necessarily good.
0: No. With and an that's, that is why I started. She's the owner in general, because I was seeing that in myself and trying to, like, I was just aware of it. And I was thinking like, I'm, I'm showing up too much in my masculine and I don't like it. It doesn't feel good because yeah. it doesn't feel good. Especially I found with my kids because I was always very like, you know, goal oriented and like, got to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Let's da, da, da you know? And like, just very, like I was running my motherhood, like a business. And I was like, this doesn't feel so hot, but it's as yeah. you know, we have, and that's really truly why I began this was so that I could have this conversation with other women and say, like, first of all, we all do it because we do have to show up in our masculine to be, to be leaders. Like you just have to be in business. That's how it is. And that's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing, but there needs to be more balance because it starts to show up in areas of parenthood, in relationships with your other family members when they're just like, shit, man, this chick is all business all the time. And uh-huh. you're like, yeah, I am, but it sucks. So now I'm trying to learn and discover this more feminine version of myself because in my soul and in my core, that feels good too. I love being in boss mode, but I also like being in the gatherer mode as well.
1: Yes. I agree with that. Um, so Let's figure it out.
0: Yeah. It's a work in progress. Progress, not perfection. It's like one of the best things ever. <laughs> well, that's good. So, so to that, you give me maybe, do you have any examples of when you've, now that you're kind of, you know, see, see what I mean when I say feminine, masculine, do, are there any examples of when you've thought, Oh, I'm too far into my masculine. Like I know you mentioned with your kids, and uh with your hubby but is there anything that sticks out where you're like yeah I probably could have approached that with a a gentler hand maybe um that you're looking back at now
1: um yeah I would even say that first year that we adopted my daughter I was like also dealing with my company um starting to grow Mm. and so it was like do 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 and um I don't remember it that first year. Now, I know a lot of parents, that's fine. But for me, it was like a disconnect where right. I was too much in the let's get this done. Right. Um, she's got to take a nap. Now I got to do this. And I didn't really just rest and enjoy things. And I regret that. Right. So, and your daughter's adopted,
0: correct? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so did you get her as a baby or did, was she a bit older? Yeah. Or? Oh, cool. No,
1: five hours. So yeah.
0: Wow. What a beautiful um, gift to both of like to your whole family. That's just incredible. Um,
1: yeah, it was. Definitely was.
0: But yeah, so that first year you feel kind of you just it just flew by and you didn't really mm-hmm. even. Yeah, yep. I get that. I've I um, there was there. Well, I lost a baby when um, the content company was about he was like a year and a half old And um, I was pregnant and I went into labor way too early and I had my son when I was uh, like 21 weeks along and he lived for a little bit, um, like with like minutes, not hours or anything. And then we, you know, we had to do the whole funeral thing. And, um, but I, yeah, it was first, our first boy and, you know, it was really exciting and all that. And, but let me tell you, like, I went right back to work. Like I was in bed oh depressed and felt like shit, but I couldn't, I had, I mean, we took a couple of days or maybe I think, but I certainly, it's the same thing. I went back into hunter mode cause that was more comfortable than where I needed, probably where I needed to be in my feminine. Um, mm. But th- those are, that's real. Like that's, that's real life. Right. Oh. And we, yeah, it's important. And, and, you know, maybe if I'm revisiting that now I'll look at it differently and I'll think about it differently, but I just went right back into hunter mode because I had to and that's kind of all I knew. But um, so I, I can relate to the missing because I missed I missed probably a lot of my grieving time through that.
1: Right. You know. Yes.
0: But I it's real talk. And I mean, if you've tried for seven years, yeah. you know that there's it, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of about personal development? Obviously she's the owner where, you know, the whole, the whole purpose of it is one to have this conversation with my fellow female founders, but also to send a thousand women to the unleash the power with an event with Tony Robbins. So um, personal development's the backbone of this whole thing. So what, what are your thoughts about it in general? And then if you have any, you know, any people that you really like admire or want to talk about or anything like that, feel free.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm all in. That's that's my wheelhouse, and that's how I changed my life. And that made me take personal responsibility for every action that I do, which is what the world sorely needs. Oh, is big time! Taking personal, um, you know, not being victim, not blaming people. Yeah. Um, looking at myself, and that was all from all of that. Tony Robbins. Um, Jen Sincero, um, Louisa Hay, Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer to me was like a mentor. Um, he was able to break it down easily a long time ago for me. And then I've I've gotten way more complicated now, but um, it was just like, huh, I have to stop being a victim. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life now. So and um, it's,
0: that's it's how I like my relationships. And that's, I love it because... I think that that's me too. I've spent a lot of time getting to this place where anything I'm complaining about is a complaint about myself. Mm -hmm. And when you look at life that way, you can fix it in a nanosecond instead of in decades. And That's direct, a direct result of, you know, a lot of the same teachers that you've talked about. Byron Katie's another really huge one that I'm so into. She's just like, Mm. yeah, like that. She was pivotal for me in changing my story around my childhood. And Mm. like, you know, I come from alcoholic parents and there was, um, you know, it was not a happy home. I got taken away when I was 15 and all this other stuff happened. But for a lot of years, I kind of was like, okay, you know, that was what happened, whatever. But it wasn't until Byron Katie, actually, where I did the the work on it. And, and then even deeper into that, when I got more into Tony Robbins and going to the events, I'm actually like, I've totally reframed that conversation where now it's like, once upon a time, I'd say I had a challenging childhood. And now I say I had the most incredible childhood. Because I'm just choosing mm-hmm. not to focus on the shit that went wrong. And then looking mm-hmm. at the gifts of my, what my parents gave to me. And there's a mm-hmm. plethora of them. But... People like to, you're right. Like the victimhood mentality right now is an epidemic. It is an oh absolute God, epidemic. In America. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's bad here too. <laughs> no, that- not to, oh yeah. And it's just this constant whiny fucking look all my shit. Like it's like, just shut the fuck up and like pull your pants up and let's go. Cause nobody's got yeah. time for it and no one's coming to fix it for you, by the way. Right. So you can spend Correct. the next 20 fucking years talking about how shitty your life is or maybe do something yeah. about it. And um, it, it's but it's work. You know that if you're you know, you've done the work. It is it is work. It's really uncomfortable it, it, it to admit it sometimes, but it's yeah.
1: Yeah, it's about forgiveness. Um, cause I didn't have a, a great childhood either. And, um, you know, I even pop in and out of therapy sometimes just to do a check on myself. Yep. Um, But by forgiving others, um, then you hold no grudges. Then you don't hate anybody, which is an epidemic in the U.S. as well. And um, then I just keep repeating wherever I go. I'm like, here's the world's problems. It's because they don't love themselves. Because when you love yourself, you don't hurt others. That's it. You want everyone to do the best they can and be the best who they are. And you help other people.
0: So, yep. And that's that's, like, have you ever been to a Tony Robbins event?
1: I haven't. Um, that's definitely on my list. Uh, I love him. Um, his energy is infectious and he has the same philosophy. He didn't have a great childhood. No, he sure didn't,
0: but he sees it as a beautiful experience, but in person, like I, I mean, I'm going again in November for my, um, fifth UPW and sixth event overall. And I've volunteered twice and I am taking certain people um, to the, to the event on a way smaller scale. Like next year is when I'm really going to blow this whole thing up and take the thousand women. But in person, he is like, I can't even describe any, and people say shit about him, whatever they, you know, whatever, whatever, but he is very um, like, he's almost angelic in the way he communicates oh. in person. It's so beautiful to witness. And the thing that I love so much about these events is that there are, you know, 10 to 15,000 people and there is zero judgment in that room. Like yeah, the nice. love that is, like sometimes I'll just sit and I'll look around. Often you'll see me with my hand on my heart when we're doing a different, certain exercises and I'll, and instead of doing the exercise, cause I've done it a million times, I'll be scanning the whole arena. And it's like, I, I'm almost getting choked up now. The amount of love in that room is unbelievable. And it Ooh. that's what I'm after. And that's why I want to share it with as many women as I possibly can. Because I know if we go, we come out of there, our families change, then our kids can go and okay. spread it. And then it's all of a sudden, yeah. it's not just a thousand women, it's a million women who have just affected our world. Because we are the ones who are going to affect the way this shit is done, Period. We are, because we are in our feminine oh energy more than men are, that is, this is how it's going to happen. But the love, like the moment you walk in there until the moment you leave, it's like this vacuum of love and it's not fake and it's not motivational bullshit. It is like, we all like exactly what you're saying. We're getting into our hearts and you stay there mm-hmm. and it's fucking beautiful. Like I I can't wait for you to experience it someday because it is it's just, you can't describe it. There's a reason I'm, I'm going like, you know, we say like this is going to cost a half a million dollars to send these women. There's a reason mm. I'm obsessed with making that happen because it's yeah, that I important. That. It's that important. So, um, so next, next question yeah. is um, do you think you should have to choose between family and business? Or do you feel like I personally don't, I think, um, I think we don't, we can definitely, it's a, a bit of a dance, but I think we can do both successfully. What do you, what are your thoughts around that?
1: Um, I I might be in the, are your children older than five?
0: Uh, well I've, well 10 to 32. So they are now, but when I first started, they were around your age. Yeah.
2: Are there. Okay. So
1: I'm in the, I'm still in the weeds. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause she's an only child and she's always staring at me. Like, what are you going to do for me lady right now? I'm like, <laughs> what have you done for me
0: lately? Little Jenna Jackson, yeah. There, little head he
1: is that way, Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so my husband made a slip of the tongue the other day. Cause he got laid off in July, um, and just found a great new job. And he said, I just can't wait to go back to work. Mm. And then he looked at me and I was like, thanks. <laughs> and awesome. I was like, yeah, I was like, you just spoke your truth. And I'm like, I know you didn't mean to hurt my feelings, but, um, because you've been dealing with what I'm dealing with being a stay at home mom and trying to balance work for two months. You don't like it, do you? Right. You don't like how that shit tastes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm still kind of in the thick of it and I'm having a hard time balancing family and business. She obviously comes first, um, because she's little and I'm, was still working through my own self-resentment over... I wanted to be a mom, but... And we um, don't... We make really good money, but strangely, not enough for even daycare. Um, so, I had to be a stay-at-home mom longer than I wanted to be. And right. she's in pre-K, so she's only there for three hours.
2: Mm.
1: So, I'm, you know, battling with myself. Like, I can't do this anymore versus, like just hold on to cool. You got less than a year until she goes to kindergarten. And, and why do I have to deal with all of this? Why do I have to have uh, all the groceries done? And my husband is great. He's, he's actually very much on the feminine side. Um, he's very caring and considerate. And he cries. The job he has the to house, be though, like,
0: right? Cause he has to handle you. Yeah,
1: Cause I'm more like the man exactly. in the house, which is weird.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it, that's part of the whole problem though, with the whole shifting of our energies right now, because, we don't want to be yeah. boss lady all day and boss lady all day all night too. So, right. but guys don't know how awesome. to handle us. Cause they're like, well, you can fucking do anything. What are you talking about? And I'm I'm like, well, I can, but I don't want to all the time. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. So uh, I'm working through some resentment right now that he gets to go out into the world and I'm still working on, you know, building my company up so we can be financially successful. It hasn't, you know, completely happened yet. And so I'm working through that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I th- I'm single now. So there, there, there's my, it was my solution. No. Um, th- and that is not why we split up, but, and but we have a really loving relationship. We have four kids between us. So we, there's no other option, but um, I took my dog to his house today so he could hang. So my dog wasn't alone all day and he picks up the kid, <laughs> you know, so we have a really odd, happy separation, whatever, but I was showing no, up as the why. man all the time. Right. And like, he's, he's a pretty masculine guy, but against me, he had no fucking hope. And that is why. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's literally why when I, I was, I'm single now and I'm like, it's been about two and a half years. And I was like, uh, well, men aren't going to dig this version of me. So I need to figure this shit out because I was, my complaint was always, I don't want to always be in charge. And he's like, yeah, but you're good at it. And I'm like, that does that's that's not what I'm, no. I don't want to be in charge all the time. Women tend, we just don't. We can be, we're capable. It's not about that. But there's definitely time when you want to put that gatherer hat back on and just chill and like, let them navigate whatever. You know, they can't navigate your company, but he could certainly navigate the home. And um, Mm -hmm. so I get it, but it's, you know, and (laughs) really at the end of the day, it's just communicating that. And then- and this is the hardest thing for us boss women, quote unquote, is relinquishing yeah. control. Like we say it. Oh, I want to be right. in my feminine. But then when push comes to shove, we're like, yeah, fuck it. You can't do it as good as me. I'm going to do it now. Give it to me. Oh, right. my God. That's me. Yeah. Oh so we and that's really sincerely why I started this company to teach myself not to do that <laughs> and teach other women right. like you, we say we want this. We need to also learn to just let go a little mm-hmm. bit and let them take over and right. let them come with their masculine energy. I know it's a dance, but you know it is what it is.
1: Um yeah, we're at crying really hard right now and he's like, "Will you just let me help?" and he yells and I'm like, right. yeah, "But yes, you can." And
0: then, <laughs> and then, I then go upstairs, now, Nicole, the you go and bite your tongue, go to your room and just let him do it. And then the biggest yep. it's hard though.
1: Yeah. It it is. It is. But and you know, it's when I get sick is when I don't care. Yeah. And then I'm like, you can do whatever the hell you want. Oh my I God. That's really so fun. Can you I'm still like, love I like that, too. that energy a little bit? So yeah. I got to get into that without being sick. Right.
0: Yeah. It's practice. It's like a muscle. Um, yep. so last question is how do you get into your feminine? If you're conscious about it, I know a lot of women are like, well, I don't really know, but if I'm conscious about yeah. it, like for me, it's like a walk in nature, listening to some music uh-huh. that I really like shit like that will get me kind of, you know, out of my gather out of my hunter mode. What are some of the ways that you you're able to do that?
1: Uh, it's three ways. This sounds vain, but it's not. I'll just go to like Home Goods or something or Marshalls or whatever, Target and just wander. Nice. And that by myself. Or I go to yoga and then I get deeply rooted in that or and I've been doing it for the last couple of months, really taking a lot of walks in the woods Mm. has like helped me decompress.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That
1: those three ways.
0: That's good. Um, I have a friend who says she goes running and I'm like, well, you enjoy that. I'm not going running. That is not going to help me get into my feminine. I do go for walks. (laughs) Like I walk the dog, um, and I'll put on some playlists that I know will get me into that zone. And Mm -hmm. I'm sometimes gone for two hours. Like it's, it's a, it's a really nice time. Yeah. I see other animals, other dogs with my dog, all that kind of stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. yoga, I find, I, I just had this conversation with the guest before you and I, I still find yoga a hard workout. So I don't tend to get, I'm, I'm, but you know what, as I'm saying that I'm probably meeting it with my masculine energy. That's probably why. Cause I'm looking at yeah. it like a sporting event instead of being in my feminine. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And, and really deep. The- You're in competition with yourself with yoga, right? Mm. But if you just allow your body to kind of move with your mind, and at the very end when you're doing shavasana and you're laying there, that's when you can really feel, you know, the soft places of yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's time to start yoga again. We'll see.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was doing it hardcore before we adopted my daughter, and then I've just started doing it again because I couldn't before. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good cool. Stuff. And I made my husband do it too. Oh good. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of guys doing it now cuz they they've come to realize it's not yeah. easy. They it's like a real workout. And so now they're like, "Oh, so you guys weren't lying all this time. It's like, no man, the shit is hard. You need to try yeah, it." Right. But it's not uh, just for women. No, right? not at all. Not at all. Well, that's it for for what I uh for the questions. I really appreciate um your level of honesty and insight. I mean, it's um like I said, this the whole point is that we're sharing and we're talking and we're being honest about what this looks like for us on all levels, whether yeah. we're just starting out or we're well into our companies, but, um, yeah. And, and, um, yeah. So I just appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much um, for doing that. And thank
1: you for allowing me on. And, um, I had like a little aha while you were talking about, um, how I'm comfortable in the masculine. So I'm going to like reflect on that. Cool. Cause I didn't realize I was, but I think I might be. So.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's no problem. It's one of the biggest, like what, when I first, when I catch myself, I'm like, holy again, really? Yes, Kara again. But, uh, yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep in touch and, um, thanks again for coming on the show and, um, yeah, it was great having you. Thank Thank you. you.
2: Thank
1: you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.